Whoa, what happened to the camera here? Hang on, everybody. Um, I don't know why. Screen, there we go. Look like we are live. And, of course, it would not be a Joe's Disc Golf podcast if I was not starting out with a little bit of technical difficulties. Honestly, I don't know what I would do if I was able to get on and remember to record, remember to have my microphone unmuted, to not have my screen. If you're if you caught this early enough, if you're on audio, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But I was um, uh, my face took up a majority of the screen, and I I know that this is definitely a um, video podcast and talking head i'm a talking head here actually i'm a talking mm, upper torso from like nipples up yep so i have gone live i've changed my setup a little bit here i've got things going a little uh more my desk is a little more organized things are a little bit better here just some behind the scenes stuff you know lots of great topics to talk about including we've got Two ladies qualifying for the Throw Pink World or National Championship. We have five gentlemen qualifying for the USDGC. We've got our winners at the Dyna- Dynamic Discs Open. And if you have not watched that yet, go out and watch that coverage because there is tons and tons of coverage of the men's and women's. There are three post-produced for the men's side, two post-produced channels for the women's side. And not to mention with DDO, we had some late withdrawals that really shocked everybody. But um, enough about that. I have been working really hard at disc golf stuff here, trying to come up with some new and creative content for you guys. I am still working on getting the Emac Judge review out. I'm hoping this week. That is my goal. Unfortunately, uh, what has happened recently was some tef- technical difficulties. Surprise, surprise. But I learned the importance of backing up multiple copies on multiple different locations with your videos that you've edited and put multiple hours worth of time into. And that you should, you know, uh, make sure that you end up, um, yeah, like I said, backing things up to multiple spots because you never know when something is going to get corrupted and you're going to have issues. Ooh, excuse me, not used to streaming this late at night. And for those of you who are interested, it is 8.50 p.m. And normally I'm streaming at 9 a.m. So things got a little crazy today. Stuff happened this morning that I am not at liberty to discuss, but I have managed to get everything together here. We'll be talking about a couple different things here, like I had mentioned before. We got a whole bunch of great topics uh, working on that Emac Judge review. Uh, I, I think it's going to turn out really well. I put a ton of work into it. I'd really love to hear you guys' honest feedback about it. I know it's late. I didn't get it out fast enough. That's what she said. And that I really need to get moving on that, especially because I also have the evader. Well, fortunately, the work that I've been putting into the uh, Emac Judge review is kind of somewhat of a template. So I've been able to, I will be able to speed up my reviews going forward obviously i still need to throw the disc i need to record that footage but kind of the intro and some of the interlude stuff will definitely um 
work out a lot better here. So without further ado, let's thank our sponsor for the big wooden desk here. It looks like wood. It's probably not. It's press board. Thank you, Walmart. But it is nonetheless sponsored by Log. What rolls downstairs, a loner in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and it fits on your back, it's Log, Log, Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's Log from Blamo. It's better than bad, it's good. Thank you, Log. Hashtag not a real sponsor. I have to put that in there because there are a lot of gullible people, I think is the nice way to put it. We've all met them. The people who would say, hey, you could tell them, hey, your name's written on the ceiling. They go, really? You go, no, not really. Although I'd love to see it one time someone actually write a name on the ceiling. I think that would be hilarious. Absolutely fan-freaking-tastic, in my opinion. But that is not what's going to happen now. I did change. I'm looking over to the side here. I did change where uh, my screen is, so I need to I need to adjust. Pop out screen, check that, check that, check that right there so I could see if anybody chats with me. I don't have a lot of faith in that, but you know, people might want to talk to me. It's okay. Wow, that sounded emo. But let's start with some sad news that uh, names you might not have seen playing this weekend at the Dynamic Discs Open at Jones Gold or at Emporia Country Club. First up, we have Jessica Weiss. She withdrew on Wednesday. She played about 15 holes, and then because of some back pain, she decided to uh, uh, stop and leave the three holes of her opening round on Thursday morning. She just she just left. Uh, she wasn't unable to do that. She had this to say, and this is what uh, Ulti World is reporting. I decided to let the show go on without me. There are way too many big events to struggle through this one and never get any time off. This is going to be my 10th to 11th tournament in a row. The last time I did that, I got injured in 2016. I didn't get to play at all that year after playing on my injury. So she said that uh, this is due to her driving between uh, the Bowling Green Open and Emporia to get for to get there early enough for the dynamic discs open. She said she also had this to say. I hate to say it, but driving nine plus hours from the last tournament was the worst mistake ever. And after this one, we have to drive from Emporia, Kansas to San Diego. So according to Google, San Diego is about 22 and a half hours over 1400 miles away from Emporia, Kansas. We only traveled 800 miles from Bowling Green to Emporia. She also drove 600 miles, over 600 miles, to get from Bowling Green to Jonesboro. Well, sorry, flip that, reverse it. You guys know what I'm talking about. So part of that would be just a lot of windshield time, and that's rough. I totally get it. As someone who commutes two hours round trip every day, well, six days a week, I get it. That's a lot of windshield time. And it does not disclose what her injury is or she didn't say what it was. My guess would be probably low back pain or hamstring related because or hip flexors. Those are the things that are 
very common to have issues with when you're driving for a very, very long time. And I totally understand that. That's why it is absolutely crucial that when you are out there on the road that you stop. And I, I know nine hours, that's a long time to be in the car to do that. But to stop every couple hours, get gas, get food, go to the bathroom, stretch, do some hamstring stretches, do some trunk rotations, get the blood flowing a little bit. I'm not saying you have to do a full workout. What I'm saying is you need to get your body moving a little bit, stretch out because you're going to get tight. You're going to have issues with all of this. Um, you're going to have all those back pains, those hip flexor pains uh, on top of the normal aches and pains that your body's going to go through through this entire disc golf season. Your shoulder is going to get tired. Your back is going to get tired. Your feet, your legs, everything's going to get tired. Driving on that just can compound that. And if you don't do a proper warm up or a proper cool down, which I will be doing a video on both of those, I will be getting a proper disc golf warm up and a proper disc golf cool down that will not be gated behind a paywall. Unlike some other places, I will put that all out there for free and I am working on that. There are multiple irons in the fire right now and I've got a lot of things going. That is something that I think is hugely important, but there are only so many hours in a day and I still work a full time job because, hey, I am not making money, not making livable money. No, not making money off of podcasting yet. I'm working hard on it. I'm trying to grow my channel and my podcast. And I want to thank you all who have been supportive, who have been uh, listening. Thank you all. If you uh, are feeling so generously inclined, you could always go to anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf and donate. If not, no worries. Listening to the podcast, watching, subscribing, that all helps. Back to the story at hand, but Back to Jessica Weiss, where she, unfortunately, like I said, had to withdraw because of pain. At least she understands that something was going on and she didn't try to fight through it. She didn't pull a uh, dumb boy move and try to man up and tough through the pain, which to a certain extent is okay. But coming as a dumb boy and speaking from personal experience and having the understanding of working in sports medicine, that is usually not a good idea. Usually it doesn't end well. You can do it once, maybe twice, but then you're going to compound that issue and end your season early. As she mentioned in 2016, when she tried to fight through something, she ended up missing the majority of that season because of the injury. Now, she was not the only person to have an injury with that. Both uh, Kyle Klein and Ezra Aderhold had to drop out. Now, Kyle Klein is suffering from a little bit of dumb boy, and I suffer for this too. Uh, he was a late scratch. He won the Mid-America Opens. This is the Silver Series Tour. And what he had to say with why he was uh, withdrawing was a time constraint stretching session caused me to tweak a muscle in my upper back and limit me to only being able to reach back about half my usual distance. So unfortunately, well, hello there. Hello, Fly Day. Hello. Wow. Fisty Talks. Thank you. Ten people. I Fly Day, I'm doing well. Hello, everybody with a raid and catastrophe. Love the name. I do. I really do. This is also going to confuse the hell out of the audio podcast listeners because 
Will <laughs> audio podcast. Yes, they sometimes know that I'm on uh, Twitch and doing this, but they're going to be uh, really confused. But hey, that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, always salady. I hope I said that right. Do you guys want to learn about this? Yes. Thank you. Fisty talks. Hopefully you guys like disc golf. I am always trying to, uh, I will always be willing to answer any questions. There are no such thing as a, a stupid. Well, there are such things as stupid questions, but I try to answer as many of them as I can. Always. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Always a lady. Oh, I am so sorry for that. Always salady. You know, it works. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. So, I'm not the first, I'm not the last. I'm positive on that one. That's always fun. But um as I was mentioning, as I was mentioning, uh Unfortunately, Kyle Klein was suffering from dumboyitis, which I have suffered from many a time myself, and didn't get a full uh, stretching session and didn't get everything he needed to do to make sure he didn't hurt himself playing disc golf. Um, and unfortunately, nice. I'm glad. I'm so happy that I'm not the only one to do that, to call you by the wrong name, unfortunately. Um, Usually, as a side note, I um, stream at nine in the morning Eastern Time on Tuesdays. However, I had some other things come up and was unable to uh, get out and do this in the morning. So, but um, moving on back to, oh yeah, the the DDO highlights. Those were fantastic. Um, looking at what happened, like Macy Walker, where did she come from? besides Tennessee, uh, she just like showed up at Jonesboro and was like, boom, I'm here, bitches. What you going to do about it? I mean, she she really seems super nice. So I bet you she didn't exactly say that. But at the same time, she's been absolutely destroying it. Oh, I know. And it's great. Like the one thing that the FPO side, in my opinion, is really lacking is depth of competition, because for the most part, it's Haley King, um, Jessica Allen, Jessica Weiss, Paige Pierce. That's about it. Like, no offense to some of the other ladies who make push here and there. They like you'll have um, Alexis Mondahuano or Valerie Mondahuano come out and do well for a tournament or so and then just kind of fade off. So I'm hoping that uh, Macy Walker sticks around. Uh, unfortunately, looking at her PDGA, what she has upcoming, uh, she doesn't have too much coming up until Idlewild, which is in like a month or two. But I get it. She's brand new. Um, she is sponsored by Dynamic Discs, and she she's not a touring-sponsored pro, so I'm fairly confident she has a, a real people job that she has to go to. So I'm hoping next year she'll be able to go out and actually be able to stream or stream. Wow. <sighs> Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Hopefully she'll be able to get out and and tour full time next year. If she keeps making runs like this, I think I think it'll happen. Um, But the importance of stretching and getting a proper warm up is um, 
huge in disc golf. And that's something that people don't think about all the time, which is why some people here have gotten hurt recently. The other person that had to drop out from this, which uh, I didn't catch this until recently, was Ezra Aderhold. I was really surprised, like especially at Jones Gold, big bomber course like that. I figured this guy would be doing well. I would be very, very curious to see how Ezra would do at um, uh, Emporia Country Club, where it's kind of bomber, but it's also got some tight OB. It's got some tight fairways. Unfortunately, and this is according, this is again from Ulti World, quoting Ezra. Unfortunately, I got food poisoning on Tuesday night, which led to horrible stomach cramps and vomiting. I tried throwing shots before my tea time on Wednesday to warm up, but it was almost impossible to rotate through my shots because of my stomach pain. I traditionally follow an almost completely whole food plant-based diet, but on Sunday, I bought some pre-packaged meals and fake meat. Big mistake. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for Ezra, I'm pretty sure the twisting was not the only thing with stomach pains was holding him back if he's fighting through some food poisoning. Like I'm, I joke a little bit, but dude, that can, that can wipe you out. Although he could have pulled a Michael Jordan and just absolutely destroyed everybody. But clearly there's only one Michael Jordan and that's, that's how that goes. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that and yes, I do have an audio podcast. It is on, um, you can follow on anchor.fm slash Joe's disc golf. Otherwise I'm on breaker pocket cast. Oh man, you're challenging me now here. Let me just pull up my anchor website here. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Internet load. Thank you. Seven platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, the RSS, uh, also iHeartRadio, I believe, and pretty much everywhere else. So basically what I'm doing now, I just record and I, I publish later. I also do on YouTube, which you'll just have to search me because I have, um, yeah, I, I, if I don't put them out on all of them, because they're all free, like Anchor hosts it, like not a lot of places host it for free, um, but I try to put them out, like they'll let you go out there, but it's just Anchor, Anchor's by far the best one. If you've ever... Like, if you listen to my audio podcast, there is an ad for Anchor, and I totally support Anchor. Anchor is fantastic. They, like, you don't need any fancy equipment. Um, their cut from what you get from sponsors is better than anybody else out there. And on top of that, like, it's just super easy. Like, if you have your phone, you can just use their iOS or Android app and just record straight from your phone. And it, it makes things super easy that way. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I can put the link in. Yeah, that's one thing I don't have is Discord, a Discord um, channel for this. Let's see. Can, can I put the link in or did I disable that? I had some issues early on being. Aha, there we go. I had some issues early on being a small, still small, with only ooh, 47 new subscriber here. Uh, you know, getting spam and all that crap. You know, hashtag Twitch life. Spam ads and all that crap. And yeah, anyone who's been on uh, Twitch for about five seconds understands completely as to what's going on. Uh, I need that chat up there, even though no one's talking there. 
you never know. But the importance of warm-ups, I cannot overemphasize. And I know I keep coming back around to this, but I like my real job, I do sports medicine. So I work with athletes all the time. And as much as I say that warm-ups are a huge important part, I don't always do it. And for a casual round, like sometimes I won't do it. Uh, but I never I never um get to I don't always do that for a casual round, but I'm also not trying to throw hard. So I don't worry as much when I play a tournament. I am there two hours ahead of time. I spend about a half hour to 40 minutes just warming up. I have a whole band routine. I stretch. I get the blood flowing. I putt for about 20 minutes or so, 20 minutes to a half hour. And then I go out and I take my drives and do that for about half hour, 40 minutes, maybe play a few holes. If I'm playing a course blind, I'll throw my drives on different holes, especially ones I just start a hole one and go, I don't know if this is going to be good or bad, but we'll see how this goes. Like I'm excited to play. Um, I want toboggan. Uh, that's the one up in Michigan. I that is going to be a summer trip. I only live a couple hours from that, so I cannot wait to get up there. Um, last year, I would have tried to go play, uh, but Michigan's. Uh, COVID restrictions were so goofy and messed up that I was like, I'm not, I'm not even going to deal with it. Like I really want to play toboggan. Um, it's a bucket list course. That's real close, but I'm just, I'm not going to mess with it. Like take COVID serious and all that fun stuff. But at the same time, like the restrictions were absolutely insane for people living in Michigan, let alone people outside of Michigan. So I was like, I'm just, not going to deal with it. Uh, you know, that course will be there next year. It's a very popular course, so I'm not going to go. The course I'm really excited to play. I'm going to uh, Lockport, Illinois to hit up uh, Clash of the Canyons, the amateur side. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I My parents live close to that course, so I played it over Easter weekend. And um, that was a fun course. Oh, my gosh. I tore it up. Absolutely. According to UDISC, I set a course record for the first time playing it. And I want to say that it's because I'm skilled, but it's also because of ignorance. Because there were plenty of times where I threw a shot and I'm walking up and I'm looking going, huh, that's about six inches from OB. Okay. Uh, throw another shot. Huh. That's about a foot away from going down a 30 foot steep hill. Not OB but not going to get the birdie, probably not going to get a par with the way it was set up with the trees. So ignorance is bliss in disc golf sometimes, not knowing where OB is and just going crazy aggressive. Oh, I'm so excited. And my wife was there and trust me, she will hold my feet to the fire. She will not let me get away with uh, uh, BSing anything. Uh, it was just great. Like I had some really good drives. I had all the luck in the world, which means when I play this course in June, uh, I'm going to poop my pants and people are going to question why I'm playing M1 instead of uh, M4. I don't even know if they're going to have M4 at this one, but that's, you know, that's how it goes. Because, you know, casual rounds, you tear it up and then you go play a for realsy tournament round and you're like, which one's the Frisbee and which one's my water bottle? I don't know. I Which one? What am I what am I doing with my hands? Sweet. 
yeah, I thought I saw that. Thank you. Hopefully, uh, I will see you around at some other point. I know watching early in the morning is hard to do, but audio podcasts for your convenience are all out there. Same with everybody who is still watching. I want to say thank you all. I appreciate it. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, at Joe's Disc Golf, Twitter, at Joe's Disc Golf. I have a Facebook page, but I don't really do much with it. I like I should. Also, at Joe's Disc Golf. Sorry, slash Joe's Disc Golf. And then anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf. From there, it has links to all the other podcast plays. But if you have, like, Apple Podcasts, just search it. It should come up. It'll have my ugly mug throwing a forehand shot because I am mostly a forehand dominant player. But um, yeah, that seems to be that. Um, I'm moving on to our next topic here as I listen to my cat scratch at the basement door up above me. Um, we have two new people who have qualified to the Throw Pinks Women's National Championship after playing in uh the dynamic discs open um so earlier this year uh Haley king earned her spot at the um uh texas state disc golf championship uh so she was able to get that uh she was able to uh include now the third place finisher would be heather young who tied macy walker so first through third get bids from that but macy qualified from getting third at Jonesboro where she just broke out on the scene uh and Katrina Allen also previously qualified at Las Vegas for the throw pink women's disc golf championship uh so they played last year Young finished in a tie for third and King tied for ninth Young hit a 30 footer death putt and was able to do a fantastic job taking the podium spot from Sarah Hokum. Uh, and I believe Macy Walker also played last year. She didn't do as well, but still did pretty good. Like, you know, one of her first times. So she, uh, all these women are playing uh, the next, there are two more qualifying spots on the line at uh, this weekend's challenging Goat Hill Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver Series. Words are hard, unfortunately. So uh, talking is hard sometimes with the words and moving of my mouth and brain to hard words. Talk good me am are with my Catholic education. However, uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Throw Pink Women's Disc Golf Championship is taking over for the U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship, U.S. WDGC, which for all intents and purposes is just a name change. Different people running it, different, a whole bunch of different behind the scenes. However, from a spectator's point of view, the only thing that's changing is the name. It's still going to be held alongside um, U.S. Disc Golf Championship, which is the MPO, the men's side. So that's that's kind of that. Um, However, you know, it's not that bad. Uh, it's, it's not that different. Uh, it is going to be smaller this year than last year. Last year's kind of weird with COVID and whatnot. And um, hopefully things will be going well. It uh, will be exciting to see the women at the end of the year to see who is the best. On the men's side, this time, 
The men's side um, does have more people, uh, more spots for qualifying. There are five people who managed to qualify this year. At the Dynamic Discs Open, Gavin Rathbun, who finished eighth, he's been on a tear lately. He's been he's had a lot of top 10 finishes this whole year. Andrew Presnell, who tied for ninth with Zacharyth Johnson. Those gentlemen have managed to secure some spots at USDGC. Ezra Robbins, Robinson, he finished 13th and Ty Love all earned their spots. So this will be Presnell's fifth time going to USDGC and qualifying. Uh, and he's coming back off back-to-back 21st-placed finishes in 2019 and 2020. So hopefully this year he will be able to finish a little bit better. Uh, Johnson, who finished 13th last year, will be playing in his sixth event. Robinson, his fourth. And this will be Rathbun's time to pop his cherry, his USDGC cherry. Oh, nope, sorry. It's his second time. Nah, my bad. He has played there before. He's been around the block once or twice. Love managed to earn a spot. Um, he is the guy who won last week at the Mid-America Open. Or no, that was Kyle Klein. Sorry, I'm getting too many things confused in my head. Um, it's uh, Ty Love, quali previously qualified uh, from other courses. He also won a... Uh, he won the under 15 junior worlds. So if he, um, yeah. How do you, how do you feel about yourself there? Cause dude's like 16 and on tour, just like, uh, there's another guy who is 16. My buddy is an athletic trainer works at the high school that this kid is from. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, seriously, I have been to tournaments where I've had 14 year olds kick my butt. It's just not fun. Like, good for them, man. But there's nothing more demoralizing than just, like, getting beat down and something like that. And it's not like, you know, playing Fortnite, because whatever. Like, if you like Fortnite, don't get me wrong, that's great. I am terrible at Battle Royales and online shooters. And that was, like, from back in the days of Gears of War, okay? This is back in the day. Call of Duty, back before EA got their grubby little mitts into it and all that stuff. So it was, yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, online shooters and me don't get along. So when I lose to shoot an eight-year-old, whatever, I don't care. He'll claim he slept with my mom, but that's not true. Kid's a liar. I don't believe him at all. Moving on to our final topic here. We've got our DDO Championship. These are our champions. The Dynamic Discs Open. Paul Macbeth wins again. Going into the final round, it was Eagle McMahon, Calvin Heimberg, and Paul Macbeth all tied for first. That was crazy. Uh, unfortunately, Ricky Wysocki was in fourth place, solo fourth place. He, it, props to him, props to Ricky. Like, I don't, I've never been in a position like that where he talked with his sister for the last time, like the day before the tournament started or two days before this tournament started. I, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming it was some long-term illness like cancer, but unfortunately she passed away the first day of the tournament and Ricky went out and played really well. Um, he was not in first place. He'd been, he's won the last three or four different tournaments and he's done a good job. Like, don't get me wrong. He did a really good job. I just, I can't imagine what it's like to lose a sister 
to something like that and still go out and play like closest I got are grandparents where it's a little more understandable. You get up into your late 80s and 90s. It's sad. Don't get me wrong. It's very sad, but it's not it's not a surprise where someone like uh, Ricky, I think he's in his late 20s, early 30s. His sister's probably it didn't look from the pictures I saw. It didn't look like there's a big age gap. So that was very sad. And he still went out there and played really, really well. But I can understand wanting to mentally or emotionally just shut down for a little bit to just focus on your work. Because when I had my grandparents die, like I, I, they passed, I mourned. But what I really wanted to do was just go to work and think about work for a few hours to get my mind off of it. And I can I can understand that. And he did really well. Um, on slightly happier note, Paul Macbeth just absolutely destroyed. Um, the whole it looked like Calvin Heinberg was going to win for a while. He went bogey free through ten holes and hit ten consecutive circle one x putts to start the round. Uh, Paul Macbeth <laughs> was up for the challenge, that's for sure, including hitting a sixty footer on hole one. If you aren't that familiar with disc golf that is a crazy long putt um it's difficult from 30 feet not for the pros i mean it can be from the for the pros but it happens but paul Macbeth shows why he is mcbeast why he is number one why he was for the longest time i think seven or eight years he was the number one men's player in the world he's showing why disc mania is paying him $10 million over 10 years plus three or four bucks per disc with his name on it. And last year he sold over 250,000 discs. So dude's making a nice healthy chunk of change from that. Uh, Paul Macbeth had this to say after the round where he said, I feel like I'm too nice out there. Sometimes I need to go out there and attack, especially in situations where it's a three-way tie. I had to go out there and tell myself I'm not here for the friendships. And that's the thing about these guys. They tour together. They play with each other week in and week week out. And it's sometimes you can build up that friendship, but you do have to realize where, yes, you know, Ricky and Paul might be the best buds off the course, but on the course, all bets have to be off. Like you have to go out there. You have to know that Calvin and Eagle are trying to win and you need to win. Like that sucks. You can't just take your foot off the gas for a moment. Because those guys will come up and get you. And you just know that's that's what that's how the game is. You're trying to win. You're trying to go out there and and be the best you can to do everything you can to win. So hopefully things uh, uh, and he understands that and all those guys understand that. So it's not too bad. Um, hopefully things will be um, I, I can't wait to see how this goes next week. Uh, where there is a smaller Silver Series tour, where it is at, let's see, where is it? Um, I have to look it up because I cannot recall off the top of my head where we're going next. It is the Challenge of Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California, May 7th through 9th. If you're concerned about watching this, you can watch the final event live 4 p.m. Eastern because they're in California. Uh, on Disc Golf Network. If you don't want to watch that, I will try to have recaps up on YouTube and on 
audio podcast form. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy that. If not, no worries. Unfortunately, as I've mentioned before, the Beaver State Flank has been canceled due to massive damage done to an ice storm that rolled through much of the United States uh, two weeks ago now. Feel bad for that, because that was a really cool one. But, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Um, on the women's side, Haley King gets her second national tour championship of the year. That is way awesome. Uh, King was able to pull away from Katrina Allen. Uh, it was a battle for... Uh, it was just a huge battle for that one, as well as a battle for third place between uh, Heather Young and Macy Walker. Um, good job there. Macy was able to pull off the tie. Unfortunately, she didn't get solo third, but she was able to uh, take, uh, like, just basically go out there, get her first podium shot of the year of her career, really. She got third place, first podium of a national tour. That is awesome. Um, again, big, big time battle between Haley King and Jessica Allen, or Katrina Allen. Uh, there's, that's not the same person. I'm not the thinking of the right person here. It's, you know, brain hard words, talk no good. Uh, hopefully, we'll see more battles like this coming up in the future. Unfortunately for you guys, my time seems to be running a little bit short. And I will be uh, logging off here. I want to thank you all for watching. We've talked about a lot of great topics here. Catching up on all the things, all of the twitchness and awesomeness that is you guys who are watching out there. I really appreciate it. It is a great feeling um, to have you guys there watching. Um, just being Stop being weird, Windows. I know, it's like asking you not to function. Uh, but thank you all for watching. I know this is a bit of a short episode here. We're only going about 40 minutes, but it is what it is. So thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe on uh, YouTube, on uh, Twitch. Don't forget to rate and review if you're listening on audio podcast. If you want more up-to-date news and just random tweets and Instagrams, that is all on those platforms, clearly, at Joe's Disc Golf. Thank you all for watching. Don't forget that if you get a great tree kick to thank Treesus, otherwise... If you get kicked deeper into the woods, maybe you should reflect and see what you've done wrong to transgress against Treesus. Thank you all for watching. I've been Joe. You've been awesome. This has been Joe's Disc Golf Podcast, and I will see you all live next week. Hopefully, if nothing wrong happens between now and then, that will be 9 a.m. Tuesday morning. So I will see you all next Tuesday.